Hello everyone, welcome back to Morgan Hasn't Seen. I think, Janine, that this is a true game of love this week. I know we're on our third episode in the Love Game series, but there's been some here and there, some wishy-washy kind of love game situations going on. <laughs> yes, okay, it's been based around rules to do with love, uh, styles of how to go about creating love, but today we're actually playing games with oh, each yes. other. It's not yes. just one person doing it, it's everybody, everybody. doing it. There's lots of angles movie. happening here in this one. <laughs> There's some real manipulation going oh, on. Yeah. There's character work, there's all kinds of craziness, and a lot of games being played with love in today's movie, today's episode of Morgan Hasn't Seen, the Love Game series for February, celebrating the silly things people do in romantic situations, because, Janine, what movie is this we are talking about today? Today, we are taking a look at Down With Love. Yes. From 2002-3-ish. Two-three-ish. Let's call it three because three is the correct answer. Three is the magic number. It is. Yes, it works. (laughs) Um, Ewan McGregor, Renee Zellweger, David Hyde Pierce, Sarah Paulson. In the early 60s kind of aesthetic of falseness. Um, It's New York, but there is no attempt in this movie to make anything and any shred of it look remotely believable, which I love. (laughs) This movie is fully aware that everything is on a soundstage in a studio. Everything has been created. I think the production design on it's wonderful. Beautiful, yes. The, the, the clothing as well. The fashion is great. But I could tell from minute one that this movie was not at all interested in being quote-unquote true to life. Yeah. This wanted to be fun. It wanted to be a little bit self-aware. It wanted to be... It wanted to allow you to suspend your disbelief for this kind of ridiculous situation we end up finding ourselves in in this movie, but while having you in this very, very heightened world, very, very poppy kind of world, um, real bright kind of sparkling, overly charming, not at all realistic world. Very much invoking a vibe of like uh you know 60s sitcoms like you know a bewitched yes. kind of style or a i dream of genie um or like a mary tyler moore type kind of vibe so a hundred percent a hundred percent especially with some of the ridiculous dialogue that's yes. going on even from the very very beginning between you and mcgregor and um and most other people, but you and McGregor and <laughs> Renee Zellweger, when they start to really get speaking to each other, I think you and McGregor is particularly brilliant in this movie, to be honest yeah. with you. It just looks like he's having so much fun. Yes. But there's elements of this script, there's elements of the dialogue that are just very clearly played as the most ridiculous kind of played for laughs 
thing possible because there's there's magazines involved. One of the magazines is called No, and it's just constant kind of puns on the word No. And did you know about No? Did you know that No's doing this? No, No's not doing that. No's doing this. Like yeah. No, 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 just No, No's No's, <laughs> and it's all that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's played very straight in the movie, but you watching it know full well. They're just having they're fun doing. with yeah. this. And I loved this movie tonally. I really did just get immediately into this movie tonally. I actually think it opens, the opening credits of it reminded me, and I don't mean to sound this, uh, I don't mean this to sound strange, reminded me of the opening of Monsters, Inc. Yeah, because and Monsters, Inc. is definitely kind of invoking that 60s city vibe. For sure. It is. And it's like, kind of know. this jazzy yeah, opening music. Kind of beatnik type, you know, vibe with the style, with the music and everything. Yeah. There was something very similar in the design of the opening credits, mm -hmm. in the music of the opening credits that I felt from, from Monsters, Inc. And I kind of just thought that immediately. So <laughs> obviously I'm into that because I love Monsters, Inc. Monsters, yeah, Inc. It's great. It's so um, but no, I was... To, to start us off today, I really found myself getting very, very much into just the, the whole the aesthetic, aesthetic of this yeah. movie, the mm -hmm. whole it's really feel great. of it looks this movie. Great. I love the fashion. I love the set design. I, I love that it's very much uh, invoking a clear style of film, a style of TV, an era of time so clearly, and really just kind of poking fun and having having a good time with it and taking yeah you know a, a bit of a satirical kind of you know very much self-aware look um yes with this movie so and that that's and that's what makes it more than just being something that's set in the 60s because yeah. you can have something that's set in the 60s it looks great but it is that self-awareness it is that unbelievability that or that unrealism that um makes I think this movie stand out even just that little bit more, which yeah. I, I really did like about it. Janine, before we get into the big discussion on today's show, we do have to say a big thank you to our wonderful patrons of It's a Wonderful Podcast, as we like to every single week on an episode of one of the shows, because we can't do what we do without them. We can't yes. do what we do without their generous support. If you would like to join them, uh, go to patreon.com slash it's a wonderful one. Find the tier that is right for you. There is links in the description to that as well as a donation link. Um, if you would like to support us in that way, we would love you forever. Much like we love and want to say thank you to Marie Zambino. And thank you, Adam Witt. Thank you to Michael Smith. Thank you, Maxwell Haddad. Thank you, Amber Coates. Thank you, Abby Friel. Thank you to Faris Muthana. Thank you, 90s Comics Box, a.k.a. my big brother, Justin. Thank you, Video Drew. Thank you, Tina Farrell. Thank you to Marcus Burton. Thank you to Movie Fenobi Steve. Thank you to Samia Tesfai. Thank you, Patrick Harden. Thank you, Carla Feast. Thank you to the great Ken Napsok. Thank you to Tom and Kimber of the Odd Shape Channel. Thank you, Eric Garcia. And thank you to Billy Pollahan. Yes, patrons. Applause for the patrons. Applause for the movie. Janine, down with love. Why yes. did you choose this one 
apart from the great style of it, the great aesthetic of it. Why did you choose this one and what is it? I mean, I definitely think it fits the love games kind of style of of, of rom-com that this series is covering. Uh, it, it full-on kind of goes into two characters who uh, kind of have their own rules about what love means and, you know, characters who are trying to get it or characters who are trying to avoid it or characters thinking if they act like they avoid it, that's the best way to get it. <laughs> so yes. it's very much a lot of uh, rules put in place in terms of how to handle love and and uh, people kind of just playing full-on manipulative games with each other. So that aspect of it definitely fits into what I wanted to do for this rom-com series. Um, and great performances i think these characters kind of know what movie they're these actors know what kind of movie they're in and are having a lot of fun with it um and yeah i just i I think it just looks great again just to go back to the style of it is just so fun so yeah what are we dealing with in this movie so we get into uh this woman coming to new york she's written this book and it's basically about uh, how to how a woman can you know have sex like a man and live without uh, you know feeling like they have to fall in love and and uh, so she, she writes this book called Down with Love. It gets seen by this female publisher who's really trying to make a name for herself in her publishing company that's made up of all men. Uh, so. This is played by uh, Renee Zellweger. She's the woman who writes the book, Barbara Novak. So she's coming to New York for the first time. She meets with this publisher played by Sarah Paulson. uh, And she's here to kind of sell her book to this publishing house full of men. (laughs) Uh, So she, so yes, Um, nobody really believes in it, but they're going to kind of give her a shot. So um, it's not really working out that well they're not really getting a lot of publicity but then they have this idea to get the book on the ed sullivan show so they have a a a nice little kind of uh worked out uh cameo from uh judy garland singing the song down with love and this is what makes the book super popular um but before this i think this is where uh ewan mcgregor's character comes in so um, the publisher of the magazine, No, No with a K, um, <laughs> he is kind of in love with Sarah Paulson. So he's doing her this favor of having their kind of hotshot lead uh, journalist, Catcher Block, played by Ewan McGregor, interview Barbara Novak about her book so they can kind of get, you know, because they, their whole idea is that, oh, well, if men can take a look at this book it'll do really well because women will obviously be interested in it but if we can get this yeah. book in a men's magazine that'll kind of you know really make it the publicity hit. would be stunning. yes be and so this <laughs> so we get this great setup to you and mcgregor's character of catcher block where he he comes in on a helicopter with triplets all kind of in love with him and gushing over him right <laughs> And so they set him up as this this very big playboy character. And to his disappointment, uh, his boss, played by David Hyde Pierce, is telling him, you know, please do this favor for me. Interview this woman for her book. And he, like, doesn't want to do it. 
but he convinces him, okay, to, to do this interview. And he cancels several times in some very fun, creative <laughs> ways. Yes, it's like they're... an extended montage of yes, it's a montage of them. them. Yes, and and I love kind of the the style. This is where like the fashion is very much uh, on yeah. point with uh, Sarah Paulson and. Um, and Renee Zellweger coming to these meetings each time in a big entrance with these kinds of matching outfits. So they come into the restaurant with this very cute, like musical cue and this yeah. big kind of entrance where they drop their shawls and walk to the table in a very, you know, sophisticated Everybody's way. Eyes are yes. They sit down, they're waiting to meet with Catcher to do this interview, and he's held up because he's met one of three stewardesses that he kind of has these rotating hookups with and he kind of plays it off. Oh, I found, and you know, one's German, one's French, one's English. So yeah. he kind of equates them to dogs like, Oh, I found this little English dog and you know, they, it needs my English poodle or something <laughs> yes, like that. This French poodle, you know, they, it, it wandered into, into my place and I, I it's wounded and I have to take care of it. <laughs> and so like each time he cancels it's for a woman that he's hooking up with to the point but where... he's, he's saying these things in what i consider plainly obvious ways because he, yes. he he opens every single cancellation phone call with miss novak the darndest this thing, thing happened. happened and he's talk he's talking yeah. like this the entire movie because it's you and mcgregor and he's kind of trying to keep a bit of his scottish yes it's like he tones it back but he still has it there because he knows it's very charming so he kind of lilts it in a way ridiculously that's very <laughs> smooth he's built and... for this kind of role yes. at this time in his career isn't it? i mean he's got this dyed jet black hair black hair yeah <laughs> I've never seen Ewan McGregor this clean shaven either. He's ridiculously clean cut shaven. He looks like a boy. He looks like a yeah, little we're so boy. Used to because seeing him kind of beardy, you know. If there's someone that just I've always thought looks two people, two people I think that just look so ridiculously different with and without facial hair <laughs> that I always used to kind of think were different people. When I was younger, one of them's Johnny Depp and one of them's Ewan McGregor. Yeah. I always used to just, well, that can't be the same person as this. This doesn't make sense. Like, it never made sense to me, for example, yeah. that Captain Jack Sparrow was the same person who played Willy Wonka in the remake of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> it just yeah. doesn't make sense in my, in my child's yeah. mind, you know, at that point. And Ewan yeah. McGregor, I, can, I, I, I thought when I originally watched the Star Wars prequels, that it yeah. was a totally different person in, yeah. in Phantom Menace to what it was in, you know, to what Obi-Wan was in, in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. I thought yeah. it was completely different because the beard just completely <laughs> changes, changes you McGregor's entire yeah, face. So here he's very much clean cut and yes, has like the very jet black hair. Um, and yeah, there's very much like double entendre and this very kind of, uh, you know, a sexual undertones to, oh, you know, I had to, you know, I have this little dog in a box with me and it's like, and it's like a, a 
uh, box of a of a like a baseball game, you know. Yes. Uh, so very much kind of describing what he's doing in in very kind of loose terms, loose so he, vague ways. Yes. yes. So he cancels on Barbara Novak for this interview several times to hook up with all these women, and two of the women are having lunch at the table like behind her as he's canceling, and they get in an argument because they both realize they were with him the, the night before or whatever and Barbara Novak is hearing all of this so now she knows that he's been canceling on her to be doing all these hookups so at this point she already just has it out for Catcher Block who is McGregor and it, it so is she, a stupid name as well isn't it I mean Catcher Block and uh, Barbara Novak uh, and Barbara so, Novak's a perfectly reasonable name but what sort of a name is Catcher <laughs> Capture. I mean, come yeah. on. I guess they could call oh. him Catch for short, you know. Um, it's not a name. It's like a stupid <laughs> old baseball player name, isn't it? I know, like, I, I'm called Catcher and I play as a catcher in baseball because that could only ever happen in mid 20th century America. Someone was called Catcher. Yes, but I think I think it varies fitting of the character, like a name that's supposed to sound cool, but you know. Uh, so yes, <laughs> he's already on her shit list after this. Oh, incident. he is. Yes. So now you know they have to find a way to get her book seen. So that's when they set up, like, how can we get your book on the Ed Sullivan show? So then they have Judy Garland sing the song "Down with Love," which is the book title, and say it's in promotion of the book. So now this puts the book on everyone's radar. So then we see all these women flocking. It's this oh, great yeah. montage of all these women flocking to buy this book. We have like these little montages of women in different countries buying the book. Um, people, you know, I think it's like Russia. <laughs> Somebody, they have to hide it in a loaf of bread. <laughs> and they go home and cut the bread open and the book's inside. Um, it's, that, it's, it's a scandalous book. It causes some some strive problems yeah. it, causes it shows women how to be you know more independent i think the whole point of her book is if women aren't focused on sex and they can get men to see them as equals then they can be more productive and work their way to higher positions in the workplace if men are able to see them as equals and you know it's, if they can just forget about love and focus on their work and and kind of have sex a la carte like a man without love um, I do like that phrase, actually. The, yeah. the, the movie kept using yes. a la carte in, in yeah. reference to sex. And it was, yes. it was kind of... I've never heard that before. I kind of like yeah. that. Yes. Um, but speaking on that is what one of those boardroom members said at the beginning of the movie when Renee Zellweger's first like giving arrived in New yeah. York trying to sell this book... One of them just comes out with like, well, if 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 women don't love anymore, the human race would cease to exist. Not necessarily. No, no, it doesn't come into mingling. And then one of them says, um, "Are love and sex not the same thing?" And then everybody, <laughs> and then all else the men stares. kind of look at him. All the men stare at him as though he said something horrendous. And then he's just he, like, like, "Oh, no, no, that's right well, for well, women. Well, yes, to a women. woman." to a woman and they're like oh yes yeah. okay and so then she yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, explains yeah. well my book outlines how it doesn't have to be that way so they're yeah, all her very book is... kind of uh, 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 men kind of people aren't yes they? 
so her book is in service of kind of creating an independent women and and equal kind of work environment for women um so yes her book is now selling big big time and then here comes catcher block seeing a window seeing you know a display of her what she looks like and she's really attractive and he kind of just assumed that she was very dowdy and frumpy uh, because she's some like feminist who's writing this book about down with love so he already had these kind of preconceived ideas about what she would look like so when he sees that she's gorgeous and that you know he missed out on this interview and now her book's selling big he feels really dumb so now he has the david hyde pierce about yes apparently david had pierce had told you you told me she was a spinster i never said that at all yeah you told me she was a frumpy brunette woman no i i never I said, never said any of that yeah We're assuming human yes We're assuming. <laughs> david had pierce i think he's really quite good in this movie as well i mean he's, he's playing really funny. <laughs> the same kind of character that he always kind of did play <laughs> Yes, he's very much not assertive, kind of very like a pushover, kind of wimpy. Like he talks about how his mother, his mother calls him a spinster. (laughs) Yeah, I had to, I had to correct my mother in saying that I I can't actually be a spinster as I am a man. Yes, (laughs) and it doesn't fit. Um, and he's like she wouldn't listen. (laughs) Yeah, and he's like hopelessly in love with Sarah Paulson, who is, um, who is. Barbara Novak's publicist. Yes. Uh, so that's why he's kind of wanting to do this interview to help her out. Because if he helps her out, that'll get you know him in her good graces. So it's kind of this catch, do this thing for me to help me, you know, with Sarah Paulson, <laughs> and also yeah. just funny this romance between the two of them because they are both gay. So it's like <laughs> it is also a movie, and oh, we can't yes. have realism. We can't have. Uh... People's actually people actually playing what they are in movies, can we? We have yes, to have yes. <laughs> yes. No, I'm I'm just think it's funny that no, you have two gay actors to play like this it kind is. of thing. You could have you could have um, got anyone. You could yeah. have got anyone. You've yes. distinctly chosen two gay actors to play. <laughs> a gay man and a gay woman to play the, yeah. these the love interests. Like um, hetero love interests. It's, it's yes. unusual. <laughs> So, you know, now that he's kind of pissed that he missed this boat and he doesn't want to be shown up or look stupid, he decides, well, this woman is all about um, not falling in love and that's her claim to fame. Well, I'm going to make her look dumb and make her fall in love. I'm going to pretend to be somebody else and get her to fall in love with me and that'll just disprove everything in her book and do this whole expose about how she doesn't know what she's talking about. So then he turns into Clark Kent. Yes. (laughs) So somehow he, he poses as an astronaut because like no guy will really date her now because they all are like, oh well she they're, all, all they're, they're either yeah. terrified or hate her because she's making their life apparently she's making their lives more difficult because they can't just walk all over their wives anymore. Yes. So she's kind of making women more independent. So she's kind of ruining things for these men who just want women who, you know will let them kind of you know uh push them around and you know all you of mean that so living housemaids essentially yes, yes. yes. so this is, this is a very 50s really, ideal isn't it a very yeah so she can't really get a date so she makes the joke that like the only guy who would date her is someone who's like been on like not been on earth or been in space for however long um 
So he kind of poses as an astronaut named Zip <laughs> so that, you know, he could be Again. like, well, I never, I never heard of your book because I was, you know, on a NASA space trip for however many months and he just got back. So he's playing this, you know, cute, sweet guy with glasses to get in her and using this ex lamp. <laughs> well, oh, he's really know. putting it on as well. I mean, yeah. where the hell... I know he's putting this on, but this is New York. I can't figure out if Catcher Block is actually supposed to be from New York or not. Because you and McGregor, like I said, he's just doing half his normal yes, Scottish well, accent. But when he's zip, he's doing this like sweet southern oh, kind of accent. So put on like this. Oh, Miss <laughs> Novak, I don't Ms. know what Novak. to say. <laughs> yeah, so he's very much putting on this sweet kind of southern boy accent to charm her. So he's playing it up and, you know, he's kind of telling her. So she thinks, oh, I can like do this love a la carte, this sex a la carte with him. But he plays it up like, oh, no, you know, I want to get to know you. I'm not ready for that. And, you know, it's getting her really frustrated. Very. But it's also kind of, you know, making her kind of curious about him as well. So without kind of being able to have sex a la carte they're going on all these dates and getting to actually know each other and he finds himself kind of starting to to catch some feelings but he he won't admit that he's still focused on getting his expose on you know making her fall in love he's i mean so he's trying kind of, to isn't he but he, yeah. he he has conversations with people he has conversations with david Hyde Pierce and says just like i've got her now but he doesn't actually he almost doesn't want it after even after a short time. He doesn't kind of want to say, haha, got you anymore. Yeah. He just kind of feels like he has to because this is how he started this whole process. Yes. So I mean gradually you see work little work and manipulating yes. <laughs> his situation to to get his good big Gettys big feature story yes yes and like i like how they kind of subtly show moments where you think he's actually like catching some feelings but then he kind yeah, of just like pushes that off uh there's actually a really fun scene where they're on the phone with each other setting up a date and they do this very interesting like split screen kind of uh yeah. cut there's, with the two of them of, there's quite a lot of those interesting style choices there's there's yeah. a, a little bit of split screen there's kind of almost musical-esque montages where you're kind of walking through it just seems like fantasy scenes yeah. and there's these kind of things that are very very staged as, as though they are in a musical but it's obviously yeah it's not a, it's not a musical movie yeah. Um, even though both of them are very good singers, admittedly, the the, yes. the two actors, as as we well know, it. funny actually that Judy Garland technically cameoed in this movie when Renee Zellweger won the did she win the Oscar for for playing Judy Garland? Yes, or I don't think she won, but she was nominated. Well, she was nominated. I don't yeah, remember. She might have won. I don't remember if she won. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that was it. it yeah, was, she it would go on to play Judy performance. Garland. So. Yes, she would. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that's pretty. That's a funny coincidence. Um, but yeah, and they do actually do some singing at the end. So if you stay to the mid credits, <laughs> yes, which I was I wasn't aware of, and then had to watch later. Yes, because 
I'm you literally the kind of terrible the movie person <laughs> like, that right just says the that. end, directed by, and, and I'm just like, that's yep, what I dumb. told him. I was like, did you stay and watch? Oh yeah, she did. She did win for playing Judy Garland. Yeah, see, Oscar's um, trivia. <laughs> and I, I told, like, I asked you, oh, did you watch? You know, because we actually did a modern musicals that featured both of their musicals, Moulin Rouge with him and and Chicago with her. So. Um, yes i kind of told you like oh hey did you stay to see them do this duet together at the end you're like what huh <laughs> i turned it off right when i saw peyton redirector and <laughs> just turned it off <laughs> oh yeah peyton so, redirected yes. the movie as well yes. that's that's fun ant-man bring it on peyton reed yeah two very different three very different movies really yes but he has a really fun style i think um he, he has he's a he has a great comedic tone um yeah, there's, there's, there is actually. That's a good point. There is that. I, I, I don't want to use the word unbelievability again because I feel like that would, that, can that is considered a negative. I'm almost going to say kind of fantastical quality to his movies, that they have heightened moments in there. You know, you're in a movie. Like Bring It On. There's nothing. It's a good movie. It's, it's a really good movie. I enjoy Bring It On a lot, but it's definitely a movie yes you know what i mean, I mean? all There's that all that kind there. of style cheesy, elements cheer, cheer dialogue you know yeah <laughs> this is they're saying without even cheering like yeah like they're just speaking this ridiculous over-the-top dialogue to each other and you yeah. feel like that was kind of brought in to the ant-man movies as well not obviously yes. as, yeah. as much and as noticeably because they have to stick to a certain style to a degree yeah. but there's elements there's elements of genuine movie style silliness in those ant-man movies and i hope there will be in um in quantumania, quantumania. Well. yeah um so yeah i mean uh definitely some some nice vocal work here <laughs> at the end if you stay tuned yeah um but yeah some really interesting shots like the, the shot i mentioned with them kind of on the phone with each other and these kind of split screens doing a, a, a interesting simulation of things with their kind of uh yes with their innocent movements kind of coming together in a way that like you know is very suggestive so there is quite a lot of suggestive innuendo in the movie actually yes isn't there? in terms of language like um there's a scene where catcher and uh david hyde pierce are in his office talking about socks tube socks yes. because this is where you know you would have kind of those garters to hold your socks up but then he's talking about well no there's lycra now that holds your socks up just fine without any we don't garters. have to wear garters anymore <laughs> and that's yeah. that's how you and mcgregor speaks i might and... try and perfect my ewan mcgregor impression as, as time yes. goes by soon well, he's a bit of your celebrity doppelganger in moments, I'd say. But um, if I if I if I if I'd have to say you look like anybody, it would be him. I was literally watching him in an interview, and like he had his facial hair very similarly cut to yours, and his hair was kind of like very much like yours at the at the moment of this interview. And I'm watching it, and I'm just like, oh, who is he reminding me of? <laughs> who is he reminding? And it took me a minute, and I'm like. It's Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> like his hair and his beard were just perfectly to like the same kind of cut as yours. And I just like, it took me a minute and I'm like, 
This is very. Do you think, <laughs> Do you think if I like, you know, found someone that maybe wasn't the smartest person in the world, <laughs> put on Ewan McGregor's voice, do you think I could get away with them thinking I was him? No, I don't think you could do no. go that far. Wait, wait to shoot me down there, Judy. You know? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was trying some, to get you to ad- big, big me yes, up. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my Thank God. you. Yes. All the yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> no, but there's a scene, yes, where they're talking about tube socks and like the length of them and things. And at that very moment is when his secretary decides to kind of listen in from outside to their conversation. And they're talking about how long it is and uh, like, <laughs> like just get measuring it let me get the ruler and measure it and so obviously she thinks and he's like i have two of them and all of these things <laughs> and so she's listening in on this and she's just like so confused like what are they talking about so yes very much some funny like sexual innuendo and and things like that that they have a lot of I don't fun know why. with I don't know why we need to measure the length of socks that go up your leg either. Like, like it matters at all. But I think it was just definitely for that. inches. <laughs> yes. It's like, oh. Yeah, of staying up power. Like, I'm super <laughs> staying up power. And she's just like, what? So very much uh, just some fun, some fun comedy with moments like that uh, in this movie. There is. But yes, gradual kind of scenes of him feeling like he's falling in love with her like she's looking through a telescope and he's looking at her and he says a comment about like she's like oh it's so beautiful and he's like looking at her and says yes it is and then he kind of catches himself yeah catch catches himself and and realizes oh i need to take this back a little bit so yeah he definitely finds moments where he is is slowly kind of falling for her and it's kind of messing up his plan. Um, There's also moments where he slightly forgets to do the accent. Or oh, yes. finds himself in situations that make it seem like he's really not this Zip astronaut guy. Again, yeah, Zip. He'll slip. What sort of a name Zip? Zip is only ever a well, name in this era of the Well, US. no. He Zip. met her in the laundromat. So he, we, when he was trying to make up a name, he just like looked at something on the wall in the laundry. Oh, I know. And it oh, was I like know. zippers or something. But yeah. people were actually called that. Yeah. That that was a name at this point in history, which is why it's not just like immediately considered stupid. Yeah. By Renee Zellweger. Um, yeah. and I just think it's it's a silly name. Yeah. Like, let's think about other silly names. Randy. That's a silly name. It's only because that's a silly name. it is a silly name. Do you know why it's a silly name? Why? Because Randy is a British denomination of being horny. Yes, but it's also a short for a Randall. Randall's a perfectly reasonable well, name. Randy is short for Randall. So. Silly. <laughs> Silly name. Oh my goodness. I don't want to offend any Randys out there. So. Randall's, you're fine, but yeah. You, you, Randall's you are Randys. So. No, they're not. <laughs> yes, they that are. sounds weird. 
That sounds weird. Randalls can't be Randy all the time. Sure they that can. Would, that would kill you off. Now we're having our own <laughs> innuendoed conversation. See? See? This is what I'm um, talking about. Yes. Um, but also some comedy kind of comes in when uh, you know, he's kind of leaving her hanging because she is trying to like do this whole sex a la carte thing and have sex yeah. like a man and all this, and he's just rebuffing her at every moment. And like she has this chapter of like simplifying, you know, how to deal with these cravings for sex by eating chocolate. It's <laughs> so very chocolate focused. Yes, yeah, so you'll find chocolate. yeah, so you'll find when uh, you know, she is very sexually frustrated. She'll just like start eating a lot of chocolate. So when they are big kind of... chocolate bars as well, like they're not small little well, chocolate at... bars that you get now. At or a later certain on point, in the movie. well, at a certain point, they say they decide, oh, well, you know, we'll market down with love chocolate because it's a whole chapter yeah. in the book about um, up with chocolate. So they decide to like make chocolate bars to sell their own, like, you know, because they say like, oh, well, the sales of your book made like chocolate sales go up. So we might as well, you know, benefit from that and make down up with down with love chocolate. So business. Yes. So um, there's a certain point where she's on a date with Zip at his house, which he does this whole kind of scheme. He switches apartments with David Hyde Pierce and uh, David Hyde Pierce takes Sarah Paulson to Catch's apartment, which is like this very kind of skeezy bachelor pad with all of these kind of gadgets to, you know, seduce a woman. Um, Naturally, David had this. Doesn't know what on earth. <laughs> no, he's there's doing. all these switches to open the bar and turn the couch into a bed and play music and all of these different and dim the lights and all of these different things. Um, but the panic catch, slapstick from David yes. Pierce always works. Yes. But Catcher takes Barbara to David Hyde Pierce's apartment and pretends it's his. And David Hyde Pierce had made this whole dinner for Sarah Paulson. Yeah. <laughs> but. When they switch places, now it looks like you know, Catcher made this whole dinner for Barbara. And so, at a certain point, when he kind of leaves her hanging, there's a chocolate souffle, and she kind of just takes the whole souffle because she's very much left, left, you yeah. know, wanting. <laughs> so, that's kind of a, a funny, kind of running joke throughout the whole thing when you know, somebody is in need and they're very frustrated, they just kind of devour a bunch of chocolate. I'm just um, interested to to know if it does actually equate. I don't think it does. I think it's just a kind of a funny, like, you know, a, a simple kind of fix. Because even when she's pitching it at the beginning of the movie, she talks about, like, this surefire way of how women can pleasure themselves or something uh, without oh, a man. And all the guys are, like, getting all excited to hear oh, yeah. about this self-pleasuring steps. And then she's like, I outline each step of this self-pleasuring method in my chapter. And they're all with bated breath waiting. And she's like, up with chocolate. <laughs> and they're like, oh. Nah, chocolate. <laughs> yeah. So it's um, kind of a running gag, like this chocolate being a kind of cure-all to, to curb kind of sexual wantings. I don't know. I mean, I don't mind the odd ice cream every now and again. <laughs> But that yeah, can, just I think it's just can, a very that can silly, fill a spot, you know. That I think can, it's just can, a very silly, it's, and it's supposed to be kind of a silly yes. oversimplification of kind of what would quell <laughs> those needs, yes. you know. Um, yeah. 
so uh david hyde pierce is very much failing in this bachelor pad apartment because all the switches are going crazy and things are flying everywhere and so him and sarah paulson leave uh once catcher's kind of done with his date with barbara because he's left her kind of hanging so you know once catcher's done with his date with barbara he goes back to his actual apartment to find this big kind of beatnik party happening because david hyde pierce and uh, sarah paulson like met some beatniks while they were out and brought the whole party to his apartment so it was like, it's like this swinging party going oh, on yeah. <laughs> at the apartment um and catcher kind of goes back to his old ways and he he meets this like naked beat beatnik girl who's like you know your clothes make me mourn or whatever <laughs> i mourn and he's like why do you mourn baby <laughs> she's like says she's mourning because he's wearing clothes so then you know he very, uh, take- <laughs> very forward i right. wouldn't know what to do in that situation yeah. if somebody said something like that it would be a yes. bit like no that's a weird thing all say. she's wearing is her little you know beatnik beret and, <laughs> and nothing else um so he does take her to the back room and then sarah paulson actually invites barbara novak over for this party and she tells her to kind of go throw her coat in the room she goes and that's when she she says catch because she throws her coat and he answers yes yeah. And then she thinks Zip is now, you know, he won't sleep with her, but he's over here sleeping with some beatnik girl. So then that kind of starts a whole fight between um, her and Zip. And so he has to kind of recover and play it like, oh, you know, this girl slipped me something and that's, I was just acting weird. I don't know what was happening. So he kind of just had to play it like, oh, she drugged him and, and, that's why he was there and he didn't know what was going on and so he kind of gets her to believe him and you know they make up but then he also tells her he's ready to go all the way with her so she gets oh yes (laughs) yeah very very big step for a humble little farm boy from wherever Wherever he's made up where he's from um so he sets up this like nice romantic date for with her and he sets it up like, oh, I'm going to go to, you know, David Hyde Pierce's apartment to go pick something up real quick. To, and uh, and then we can go on our date. So he takes her to this apartment. Well, that is his apartment. Puts a fake note on the door like, oh, come in for a glass of champagne. He's like, oh, it'll only be a few minutes. And then they end up like hanging out in the apartment. And he somehow just catches on very quickly on how to use all the little buttons and gadgets to you know, make things happen in the apartment. Oh, yeah. So he's able to kind of turn the couch into a bed and gets her comfortable. And then he like opens up this whole recording device to get her to admit that she's in love with him because then that'll, you know, just crush her whole book and her whole opinion. Um, so he's still on the game of trying to get yes. an expose at this point, And he really yes. shouldn't be, I think. Yes. So we've seen does... enough now. Uh, we we we've seen enough now to understand, to believe that actually he just wants her now. It's not about the 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 the, the, the magazine anymore. Yeah, but he's still trying to play it like it is. Yes, because of this recording device, the big tape deck. Yes, and he keeps saying her name. So <laughs> Barbara Novak, author of Down with Love. <laughs> What did you just say? 
and so he gets her to admit that she's in love with him but uh, i'm not a down with love girl yes yes, i'm in love with you you and i just want to get married and move to a nice little house and be a wife and all of these things right so he thinks he's got no renee yes and uh so he thinks yeah he's totally gotten her so she you know turns off the recorder and then she kind of just lays it all out for him that you know this is not her first time meeting him she knew him previously and uh she was his secretary and she fell in love with him and he asked her out but she said no because she knew she would just be another notch on his bedpost so she needed to set herself apart from all those other women so she thought if she wrote this book and became very successful and kind of one-upped him at his game then he would notice her and fall in love with her and so she knew who he was this whole time. She made up Barbara Novak. She made up this whole book and this whole premise and this whole thing just to set herself apart from other women that he, you know, was hooking up with. And he's just like, the look on his face when she kind of lays all this out to him is very like, uh what <laughs> all the while all the while we've been sat there watching this movie thinking you and mcgregor's the one doing all the manipulating here yes we we're enjoying it it's entertaining it's a serious love game territory but then we discover here that it's actually renee zellweger that's been playing the biggest playing the game. game of them all the whole time just to impress him but then one of uh catchers regulars actually walks in on them and she realizes that oh my gosh you're barbara novak your book you know really uh motivated me to do all these things like i was a flight attendant and now i'm get working to get my pilot's license like you definitely yeah. made it possible for me to feel like i have some independence in the workplace and i'm equal to a man and thank you so much for what you've done so after she kind of gives this whole monologue and lays it out then a woman actually comes to her and tells her that her book actually helped her so that kind of puts it in perspective for her she's like wait what am i doing like my book actually helped women my book was actually doing something productive for women so you know what forget you catcher i need to pursue you know this mission that i was putting forth in this book because i think that's really important like i she didn't set out to do that she set out to impress him but in yeah. kind of seeing that her book actually was helping women it changes her whole mindset all of a sudden uh, but this about... is just another game that's being played yeah. at this point, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's it's now making Catcher go after her again. Yeah, so now because... he realizes after all of that that he actually is in love with her. Yeah. But she's like not thinking about him because she's more focused on on you know what her book was able to do. Uh, so then her and Sarah Paulson actually decide to start their own women's magazine called now <laughs> yes which again we're, we're into ridiculous dialogue territory like with between no's and now's now and, now and no yeah <laughs> it's very smartly um, written but yes i really did enjoy it so yes so he's very much sad because he realizes he's in love with her and she's kind of now in this independent thing doing her own magazine that's kind of competing with their magazine uh so it's a whole situation and 
then he decides to they're trying to get applicants for a receptionist so he decides to apply for the job uh just so he can talk to her because she hasn't been answering him she's been ignoring his calls she won't see him so this was the only way that she he could see her and uh so he tries to kind of get her to forgive him and charms her and all these things to the point where she is like snapping off a bar of chocolate to oh yeah (laughs) yeah to try not to think about wanting to be with him but he lays out this monologue of love to her and you know as he's leaving she she decides to you know as as one does in these types of movies uh she decides to to forgive him and they are madly in love and it's this whole kind of funny thing because we see pictures of her before you know when she reveals the truth of her kind of being this dumpy brunette she became yes we thought she was or that catcher thought she was at the beginning of the movie before she before he knew he'd met her yes so we do um, actually get to see a picture of her be in be, from before when she was his receptionist and he you know asked her out and she didn't want to go out with him um that she had brown hair so then now when she's Barbara Novak she's a blonde and so then this kind of funny joke of well, what's in between a blonde and a brunette and then she kind of takes her little head wrap off and she's a redhead now yeah so it very much is like okay and and so they i think they fly off together and they fly off on a helicopter but they fly off on the ladder of a helicopter (laughs) across the new york skyline in brilliant sunshine because that's happening yes because that's how this movie operates um it is the exact style of this movie i it charmed the pants off me this movie i mean (laughs) my pants didn't actually remove themselves but (laughs) nobody needs to why did i say that nobody needs to be thinking about that um but it really did it really did i i got immediately into this movie it stuck with me um, yes, I enjoyed all the all the games being played, all the little manipulations, the kind of reveal that Renee Zellweger was really the one doing playing the big game. Yes, like, but I mean, then for just, I don't think you could really see that coming, though. No, not at all. But then for that to kind of turn back on itself as yeah. well in the kind of last fifteen minutes of the movie. Yes, of her kind where, of realizing what her book actually does for people, and then like, you yeah. know what? Yeah, but them obviously ending up together, and I can't imagine their life is particularly easy because I would imagine there's a lot of peaks and troughs, shall we say, in in their particular life together. But that's not the point. Yeah, and I'm, I only say that because I imagine it's kind of absolute hundred and ten percent great, or catches trying to charm someone else again yes but i mean they sing a cute duet at the end so i mean, I mean and, yes, you know they do. and we learned that they're married so i mean yes that's true but has that stopped catcher in the past probably not so we don't know well, well thank you for leaving 
with this very optimistic look. Morgan. I'm not op- I mean, No, I I am. I'm optimistic. I am optimistic. The movie's very optimistic. Once I'm a just cheater, saying... always a cheater. No, the I'm. <laughs> Thank you for killing the, the Once idea. a womanizer, God. always a womanizer. Really, actually, is is what I'm trying to say. Oh, that's so much would... better. Yeah. <laughs> It is. I would just suggest that I would find it very difficult to imagine you and McGregor in this movie not setting a womanizer down. after this. No, exactly. But I'd like to think, yes, okay, it's all very nice and it's fine. Maybe I mean, I'm just taken up by you and me. He did have his chance, to be fair. Yes, he did have his chance. He Maybe I'm just taken up by the fact her, so. he did. Yeah, I should remember that. He did do that. He was the one coming, crawling on his hands and knees with his, you know, puppy dog eyes begging back to her. You are very true in saying that. So if he wanted I, to still just be that. a playboy, he could have He, he could have done free. that. That is he true. Fair enough. Fair Mom enough. Comes end with happy endings. They do. The majority of the time, so not 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 all the time, but yes, I said majority. Yes, I know. Say wholly all the time, and this one certainly does. This one certainly does, and I should stop being so cynical, (laughs) negative, and pessimistic. (laughs) I apologize for that. Maybe it's just you and McGregor and his wily charm. Maybe that even you know wins me over, and I am apparently his doppelganger his normal person doppelganger so yes. <laughs> that would be unusual wouldn't it imagine <laughs> if that happened not not like specifically that but imagine if like a a famous person whoever it was like they, they oh we're in a new relationship and they were just in a relationship with a normal person who really looked like them <laughs> yeah kind of weird like whoever it was, it could be any sort of couple, but if it was just you, kind of look very similar, guys. What have we yeah. never met before? I don't know what you're talking about. Like you really look similar. That would be weird. Yes, very. That'd be weird. Anyway, that's not the point either, is it? The point is, <laughs> the movie was very fun. The movie was. The movie had a very distinct style to it. Um. And he's my favourite one of the of the ones we've covered so far, I think, in the okay. Love Game series, Janine. I had a feeling it would um, be. I mean, just aesthetic good. alone was enough for me to think, okay, I think Morgan will really get into the, this vibe of it, this very you know, much like, like and... this very much kind of set piece style of it. Uh, and yes, Ewan. So, you know, I, I, I it was an easy Morgan's gonna like this pick for sure. Yeah, that's always nice. Isn't it? Uh, I, <laughs> yes. I will work on perfecting. There are some things I'm always like, oh, is he gonna like this? I don't know. Well, you thought that with the sweetest thing, and I ended up really liking. Yeah, that. I mean, there's a whole song about your penis being so big. So I was like, uh, is he gonna? <laughs> how's he gonna feel about this penis song? <laughs> um. So yes, there are very much movies where I'm like, I don't know if he's gonna like this. What's he gonna think? But then there are movies where I'm like, Morgan's gonna love this. So well, this was one of those. Well, <laughs> good, good. Do we know what we have coming next, Janine? 
So yes, we are closing the series out with uh, two can play that game. So we are getting a fun black Vivica A. Fox Morris Chestnut. Morris Chestnut. (laughs) (laughs) So I I couldn't end February. I couldn't end February without one black rom com. So uh, this is a fun one. Which you, I mean, you have it in the title. The title says it all. Two can play that game. So this is Ah, two playing that game. Yes, it's the ultimate love games. I think this one is very much fully depicts kind of the theme, the subgenre of a love game rom-com so Oof. it's really fun and you're building this one up Janine. the ultimate love game movie two can play that game morris chestnut's involved vivica yeah. fox as well this is yes she's talking yes. to us so we're like you know breaking Ooh. some fourth wall breaking lovely yeah lovely well yeah. that is what's coming next on morgan hasn't seen but we've talking we've been talking about down with love from 2003 today with renee zellweger and ewan mcgregor and David Hyde Pierce and Sarah Paulson as well. Um, but there we go, Janine. This is not the only show Morgan hasn't seen that we do have on the It's a Wonderful podcast feed. We do have Monday Madness um, with, with, with us too that you can also find on the It's a Wonderful podcast YouTube channel. Um, we are still on a break from Monday Madness as I've been on holiday. But we are back next week with Monday Madness again to continue on with that fun show, as it always is, um, as well as the main show. It's a wonderful podcast every single Friday celebrating old movies like we have been doing all September uh, or September, September. What am I talking about? February. <laughs> Where is my mind? September. Oh, no. Wishing the year away. February. We've been talking um, all about black movies from the 70s. All yes. throughout uh, February on It's a Wonderful Podcast, celebrating those. We love celebrating old movies over on the main show, showing love to them, discovering new ones as well. It's always a fun time Monday, Wednesday, Friday on the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Castbox, Amazon Music, and everywhere else like i said subscribe ding the notification bell over on the it's a wonderful podcast youtube channel for all the great stuff we have there plenty of stuff there we're doing way more there than we ever have before over on the youtube channel and uh, we're very excited about that we already spoke about the patreon before but you can also find us on social media janine can't you the show and it's a wonderful one i am on twitter uh, that's on Twitter. Yes, Twitter. My brain, what's happening? <laughs> I am on Twitter at the Purple Dawn with a three instead of the E in there because, Janine, you said it before. A three is the magic number. On Instagram and even TikTok at the Purple Dawn. All your beautifully stylish nonsense stuff is well. You can find me, Janine Debean underscore on Twitter, Janine Debean on Instagram and TikTok. If you want to get any merch for any of our shows, you can find that at our Teespring shop. Just search It's a Wonderful Podcast on teespring.com. And if you want to purchase any of my art and print from, you can find that at my big cartel shop, g9design.bigcartel.com. Well, there we go. I do think there's only one thing left to do, Janine, and I'm afraid uh, it's going to have to be a Ewan McGregor impression, but I will do it if you want. 
Yes, go for it. Okay. <laughs> Three, two, one. Miss <laughs> Novak, I'm afraid I can't make the date you have arranged. That was maybe a bit too Scottish. Bye. Bye.